Welcome everybody to Woodwire and Watts. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Topher. And this week we're talking Christmas and winter holiday shows. We'll have an in-studio guest later on today uh, to talk about all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll of course be doing our weekly original riff challenge and more. So how are we doing today, guys? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Glad to hear, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't really write down a whole lot of gear news this week, and by didn't write any down, I mean I forgot to. Uh, so unless you know of anything. I thought I, I thought the, the one thing I thought would be interesting to talk about was the, the reverb list of the year. Oh, Since yes. it is kind of the last, uh, this is the Christmas episode, I actually That's have true. part of the list in there. So There's a bunch, but... Did you hear about this? I, I have not. Okay, so every year, Reverb like basically takes its data analytics and sends it out to, A, all of their, their major sellers. So, like, all of the pedal companies, all of the, like, major guitar companies, all that. And they tell you who what sold the most. Mm. Yes. So you can actually see, like... Oh, what people are buying, all that cool stuff. When you first said this, I thought this was like literally a list of like best reverbs. I was like, yeah. <laughs> most popular. All right, I guess you could say. Yeah, no, this is a uh, yeah most popular used kind of yeah. Sell list. Yeah, okay. Um, but they they kind of had uh, they they always have sections for like a uh, the top selling pedals of the year, mm-hmm. top selling new released pedals for like that specific year and then amps and guitars and all that. You didn't you didn't put this on here so I'm going to What what uh what do you think was the top selling guitar of the year? Oh no. Don't tell me. It. <laughs> huh? Don't tell oh, me. No, it. no no no. Stop. Okay. Is it Topher's favorite? Okay. It's not Topher's favorite now. This is a legitimate question. I, I don't know. I, really? Okay. What? Fender Player Telecaster. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. It actually beat out the Stratocaster for the first time in I forget what they said. They said a while. A, quite a while, yeah. yeah. Uh it's only the player series though, apparently. Like the player series Telecaster is outselling everything else for one. Huh. It's also outselling the I mean, obviously the player series Strat, but if you look at the American made ones, uh the American Strat is still outselling the American Tele. So interesting. As long as it's outside the Acoustasonic or whatever. The the yeah the Acoustasonic. Oh God. (laughs) Oh, that's right, Acoustasonic Tele, not the Teleacoustic, because that's 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 the terrible old Fender. No matter what, it's garbage. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I I have feelings. I still don't think it would be doing that bad, or would be that bad of an instrument, or it not priced as what it is. Like if yeah. it was a Squire series, three hundred and fifty dollar, like three hundred and fifty dollar guitar, I think every one of us would have it as a backup for when, like, you know, that's fair. Yeah, but like, and also, like, even if it was like five hundred, like, right? Like, yeah, it's, like even it's that. up there. Yes, it's two grand. Oh well, I don't know if we like mentioned it last episode, but they now have released their player series, made in Mexico, Acoustasonics, uh, which are still. Like twelve twelve hundred bucks. bucks. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So stupid priced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we got the uh, the pedals. I think is what we were really looking at. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was excited by the 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 top the top few mm-hmm. in 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 both lists. I'm okay. So we'll we'll start from the bottom, and this one surprises me so the top five number five is the hologram electronics microcosm yeah and isn't that i don't even know what that is that was the one on the list where i was like 
The, I thought it the, was like the a what? synth pedal. It, prob- I, it yeah. sounds like one. Uh, I've seen them. Like, Any idea, Topher? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they pop up all the time on Reddit, on the Reddit pedal boards and oh, Instagram yeah. pedal boards. They look fancy. They, yeah, they're, they're one of those super like... I have the Strymon, and you know the Strifecta, oh, yeah. and then I have. Well, a there's a lot of but knobs and stuff. That's that looks like the controller for a Starship. There's a lot of yeah, that that yeah, that's some Star Wars stuff right there. Oh, it's, so it's a fancy ass looper. It seems like there's really? a looper. It seems yeah. like there's more words that's that I a, want to read. That is a lot for a looper. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of words on the chassis of it. To yeah, so, read. yeah. So delay looper. Yeah, granular looper. So in other words, when you... It, it's like, what's the... Um... Oh, FaceTime. You can FaceTime. What? Oh, fade fade time. Fade. <laughs> <laughs> let me... Hold on, let me, turn my, let me turn the pedal on so I can talk to you from a distance. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't go... Get out my guitar pedal. I'm going to yes. talk to my grandma. <laughs> in the middle of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. What am I thinking? There's a Chase Bliss pedal that's a granular looper. Is it the mood or is it the? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. One of them. Basically, you you start the loop and then it <clears throat> compresses it or it turns it into like it breaks down the sound and starts making it sound like a jacked up tape. To, uh, tape. Oh. Yeah. So like you can make it sound it's, real crazy. Yeah. You can reverse the stuff. It's like a looper, but not for playing like you know doing a chord progression and jamming over yes. it. it's to make weird soundscape yes. kind of stuff correct i like the the shape the fr- mod frequency like, this is too complicated for yeah, my no, board it, it seems like a yeah, lot no. yeah I, I like weird complicated pedals, and i'm sure that's, that's over i'm sure it's super fun I, it, yeah. <laughs> you're probably right it, but, it probably actually is but i it's if, not one i would gig with i don't know i mean yeah. if i if i were to have one i would enjoy it i'm sure i'm sure but hologram effects hit us up yeah yeah (laughs) prove us wrong (laughs) we'll be happy to test one out yeah uh so number four this is so weird the ds1 the boss ds1 it's crazy that it just stays in the top five really it's been out for ever yes and it well, it's also the cheapest of the boss pedals, right? It's yeah. it used to be twenty five, thirty bucks. Yeah. Is it because like it's got to be depending on cheap. depending on your your scene, like people will tear it down. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, you can get a usable tone out of it. Yeah, um, certainly. And most people who do have modded the living crap. Which, to be fair, like maybe that's that could be a good reason why it's popular too. Is get they it just mod, yeah. Just, yeah. get it cheap mod it uh-huh because yeah. the mods are easy yeah. like the one i did for you was literally you open it up you find the two diodes and you jam a yeah you jam a set of pliers in there and pop them out like that's it <laughs> uh number three the hx stomp okay yeah that yeah. that makes sense it's um, still fairly new and it does lots of stuff and people don't want to carry amps a full and pedal board so totally and an amp. Sense. yeah yeah that's that big black yeah. pedal light. yeah you right see, okay yeah uh, number two is the Ditto Looper. That makes sense. And I don't know if this is it the Ditto Looper or is this the big one? The like, the TC, TC, uh, they have two. I think it's just the little. I think the little because I think the, the bigger ones are the like two, the X two and X four. Yeah, yeah. I have okay. I have the X four and I also ha- I do have a 
one of the small ones. Okay. Yeah, I've never never had one. It's a good so. practice tool. Yeah. Uh, I had the uh, Moon Stereo Looper because it was mm-hmm. basically the X2, but for the price of the one. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. But yeah, it's it's an it. affordable pedal. It's and it's mm-hmm. it's I've seen a lot of people with that Looper. Yep. Whether you pre- whether you perform with them or not, I think having a looper of any kind yes. is a, just a really good practice tool. Yeah, I I keep one in my my bag, but I don't I don't perform with it, but I definitely use it for practice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mine's mine's built in the DDA. That's why I got rid of the Amoon because mm-hmm. uh, it's got like you get the plus reverb, and then it's got looper when you set it all the way up. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and then number one. Your personal favorite. It's the Keeley Compressor Plus. Uh huh. That that has been the compressor on my board for three or four years, I think. Yep. And I, it's probably the most popular I see these days. Yeah. Can I see it? Can we? The, oh yeah, yeah. The Keeley just compressor. a. It's it's sometimes they just call it the Keeley four knob compressor. Yes. Um. It's. It does the job. It does it really well. Doesn't make. It's not super noisy as compressors tend to be noisy. Um, yeah. yeah, I went for the. I don't know. It's it's ba- it's it's not fancy, but it just yeah. it sounds good, yeah. and it, and it and it's got that little switch for single coil or humbucker, and which you wouldn't think is a big deal, but it is when I when I plug in an SG versus a Strat, like it totally yeah. makes a difference. It does have the blend, and the blend yeah. that that's the, that's the part that makes it great that's is like, the blend because you don't have to have like all compressed tone that like, is you nice. can just put a little bit of it in i didn't realize it had the blend knob which is why mm-hmm. i went for the ego mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time uh but i mean i i also am not intending to trade out the ego but yeah uh, that's that's my second favorite so yeah. it's uh, the only other compressor i still own i've got, i've gone through lots of them but those are the so two how, that i use how much does that go for on hundred oh reverb. you can find it on reverb for mm, 100 bucks maybe probably yeah there's they've been they've been yeah. out for quite a long time yeah, yeah. that's I, I see them pop up on uh, the Let's Trade pedals on Reddit constantly. Um, so we're looking at Keeley Compressor Plus. Pricing. So Used from $109. So you could probably get it for 100 bucks on, on the if spot. Yeah. Offer yes. to somebody. Yeah. Now that said, they also now have, and I think this just released this year, is the Keeley oh, yeah, Compressor the Mini. Mini. Yeah. I don't know if it has a blend. It does not have a yeah. blend. But for me, these days, like... When I bought it, I was looking for a blend knob. Mm-hmm. These days, I don't think I care that much because I don't use a compressor with humbuckers. Mm-hmm. And when I use the telly, I want the like the country spank sound. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I don't care that there's a blend mm-hmm. in there. I, yeah, I, I like the blend. It's because I, I I definitely sometimes have it all the way up for mm-hmm. that for for doing the country kind of thing, but I also like it for like just really sustained like like lead tones and stuff yep understand 120 that seems yeah it seems is a bit like a, pricey seems like a lot for two knob yeah box well and then you can get the what is but, it the mxr i'm sure it sounds i'm sure it sounds really good though yeah so everything keely makes sounds great absolutely and I, MXR has the Dyna- yes oh yeah <laughs> keely doesn't need to sponsor us that's the thing yeah yeah the dynacomp mini i think is mm-hmm. probably the competitor to that and that's two knobs Eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the compressing compression sound that probably ninety percent of yeah. people are familiar with. Yep. If they hear a compressor on on something, because Dynacom's been around forever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so top five new, oh, the new release stuff. Is that what this is? So yeah. the the top five best selling new releases. Okay. Oh, and uh, 
to go with this because I see Walrus on this list. Uh, we also just saw this past week uh, a lot of these guys are doing um, their limited runs for the year. Have you seen that? The limited like graphics, do, uh, unique graphics, and yes. yeah, I did. I saw I saw a few of them for. Uh, was it? I think it was Walrus. It is Walrus. It? They, they did, did a bunch of them. Uh, what was it called? The um, is it the the ones the Wind National Park Parks. ones? Yes. Yeah. Walrus National Park series, and I'll yeah, put these yeah, up they on look, the screen. They look super cool. Apart. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I don't actually own any Walrus effects. I have had the ARP eighty seven. I would. I would not mind having their Julia or Juliana the cor- the chorus modulation. Yep. It's it's a really nice sounding one. Deep six compressor national park effects. So yeah, all their. Uh, I, I believe they. These are one of the pedal companies that are. They're big into the graphic design stuff. Yeah. So they. They their entire thing is all based off different national parks the, oh. for this run. Um, yeah, they're they're cool looking. They're pretty. Yeah. Uh, there's also, I believe, the slow. Uh, they said, and I pulled this off another podcast that I don't remember. The slow actually has added uh, programmable reverbs in it now for oh, their, wow. their National Park series. Oh, that's so. Cool. Yeah. So it's not just that they're pretty. There's a couple extra little mm-hmm. features. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Jumping back over top five new pedals. So number five, the way huge Atreides. I remember this one, yeah. but I, I, have I would I would love to try one. They they it was a super. It's I I see they're available out there again now. Um, because they, they were a super limited run. So I'm not. I don't 100 percent grasp I, what this actually I, is. I think that I I could be wrong, but I think it's in a different layout. It's similar to like the data corruptor, so, where it's like a fuzz slash octave slash synth. Oh, there's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. No knobs. It's all sliders. It looks like an EQ. Yeah. It does look like an EQ. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's, it's. They call it an analog weirding module. Yes, the, the weirding module. I love. Dude, that I love name. it. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'd love to try one. Um, yeah, I, I love because I, weird fuzz synth sounds are some of my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Man. I'm sure they're gonna be like. I know they've been out for a while. Well, yeah. they said new, but like you can, it was... you can pick them up on Reverb for like two, like. 150 uh, yeah i saw i saw a couple that were like 160 170 they said, yeah they said this they're, was they're, they're new 200 bucks but they they are like i think they had two they've only had a few runs of them oh yeah way huge i think has been uh having trouble shipping out yeah. if i remember i could yeah, be maybe wrong. that's a oh, big that. surprise there yeah surprise anybody's trying to ship anything <laughs> yeah uh, let's see the number four we got the the acs1 by walrus mm-hmm. so that's just your cab ir loader it's a amp in a box uh similar to the similar to the strum and iridium uh, yeah yeah except for it's a lot better form factor i think it's smaller yeah does it sound, <laughs> does it sound better have you have you played uh, it i i play i play i've played the walrus i, I don't have one but i've tried that and i've tried it next to the uh uh Strymon and uh Differ a little, but very similar pedals. I mean, you can get the same sounds out of both of them. Um, I still have a preference for. Uh, after having tried them all, I still like the simplifier better. Yep, yep. And even though, <laughs> even though it's not a, a, there's no IRs or anything. You know, it's all analog. But Fullerton. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, Fender, Marshall, Vox. Yeah, all they, in a... they just label them differently. Fullerton, London, Dartford. So, is this one of the, you guys who? This is an they, amp in a box. This is an amp in a box. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so this, this is an amp in a box that you can load impulse responses into as well, but it has them in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're cool. Uh, not for four hundred dollars. Cool. Yeah, I don't think. No, but no, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I still would go with either the HX Stomp or the Simplifier over this. Probably. The Simplifier I like because, A, it's analog, and so gain stuff in front of it. Mm-hmm. It just works. And then also, I like the form factor. I like having a he- the headphone out. Yes. And I like having stereo XLR outs right out of the pedal. So if you do want to gig with it, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to you the- use a DI box and everything else yeah though that said i still don't like the marshall sound and the the simplifier yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i i like the i like the fender sound yes it's a fender in the vox the vox is good the marshall it's good if you have it cranked most of the way and you push it with something okay then yeah. uh, then then it's pretty good um i don't know yeah yeah, I don't, I, don't I like the fa- I like the Fender sound best yeah. than it. But. I use the Vox sound most. So, yeah, both are good. It's yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Walrus R uh, yeah, Walrus R one. <laughs> I, I have not yep. played that. That's the reverb, I think. It but. is. It's our fancy reverb. Uh, and I'll pull all these up on the. If you're on the YouTube, I will. Yeah. You'll get to see the pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. Pretty pictures. Yep. Uh, long story short, programmable reverb pedal. I like the colors. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like you got a color palette to choose from. I do like having them color coded. Oh, oh yeah. Spring Hall Plate BFR. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. And then RFR CT and My my immediate I don't know. I like I love I love plate anything with a plate reverb that sounds good. Yeah, I usually use I don't usually use that much reverb but it's either going to be plate or spring most of the time unless i'm mixing and then it's hall Wait, what's the purple one uh refer refract refract oh refract refract hey there, there you, you go, go. <laughs> rfrct does it does it tell you anywhere on this description with that with the b i assume I'm, one of them has me. to be like a halo kind of reverb right with all those things in there oh <laughs> that's what i thought too i'm like what do you mean <laughs> no it, uh, octave reverb Oh, oh, oh. BFR is no, no holds, holds barred. barred. B- <laughs> B- <laughs> Big often reverb. Okay, that's Big great. reverb. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. It's yeah. more than a giant arena reverb. It's a hall-esque reverb with a rich and lush, <laughs> lush decay in a vast cavern filled with choirs of, of angels. angels. Okay. Okay, yep, yep, yep. I've never bought a pedal and, and had it include a cavern with... Uh, that's full of angels. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> we should we should definitely sample that. Of, I don't know how him, they fit that in him a box. saying he's never bought a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so and then refract is like glitch reverb. Oh yeah. Okay, that's cool. cool. Sorry if y'all hear the dog barking in the background. He's upset. Okay, let's see. And then uh, number makes me think it's like the start of a Jane's addiction song. <laughs> Jesus. Nice. Uh, number two, the EQD. I still can't say it. Hizumitas. Yes. Hizumitas. That yes. sounds right. Yes. I I still I I would like to buy one. That's the mm-hmm. next pedal on my list. Actually, has David gotten his yet? You know, does he like? That's it? a good question. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. We'll find out. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we talked about that already uh, on this podcast. Like I think a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's the EQD fuzz pedal. Um, I don't have any further commentary on that. <laughs> And then the last 
Uh, number one, top five new. Ed- I didn't think this was this new. The EQD Astral Destiny. Oh yeah, that, and you that, have you have that. Yeah, that has not left my board since I got it. That's, when did it come out? Yeah, uh, I think it was good. early. I think it was early this year. That's why it must have been because that that Atreides, as far as I remember, has been out for a while too. I, yeah, I, well, I I'm trying to remember when I got it because I got it. I think like the day or two days after it came out. Okay, gotcha. I, I was. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I have to have yeah. this. It's trippy. It does all the weird things. I, yeah, I guess I felt like I, I felt like I've seen it longer than that. I, I, I swear they've had it for <laughs> like longer than this year. Huh? That's funny. The, 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 um, it's a good one. It's so good. The su- Sounds the, great. The, the sub octave, uh, the sub, the sub shimmer sound is one of my favorites on it. So what does that actually do? Uh, so it is a, it is a weird caverny kind of reverb with modulation and octaves. Okay. And it's got uh so it's got a small con- it's got controls for like speed and depth so you can actually control modulation too mm-hmm. so you can add like a chorusy kind of effect in there. Uh they, it has a bunch of different presets which is cool. Um so basically a deluxe memory man on steroids. Uh Effectively, yeah. Kind of, except yeah. if 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 the deluxe memory man had weird <laughs> weird octaves in it ah. that you could also manipulate while you play and bend. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Because you can. Uh, there's a there's a I forget what the button the sweep is on button on it. I, uh, I never look at see. it when I'm playing it, but yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, the the second button length the foot switch. Uh, oh, foot switch. That's it's the not the activating one. The stretch. Yeah, the stretch oh, the stretch oh, feature on it is so cool because you. You can, when you tap it, mm-hmm. it'll sweep from low octaves to high octaves. Ooh. Or if you hold it down and like let it go, like it takes longer to sweep across them. So you can actually kind of manually bend and manipulate the time. Hey, what's the price on this one? Uh, two hundred bucks. Same as it's, probably. It's, I I have uh you know I, I I always like reverbs and delays a lot. They're my favorite effects. But this is this is so, by far my favorite reverb ever. With fifty, it's fifty bucks then to me 50 because i only focus on that first paypal uh, yes yeah, the pay, pay it for. all the other ones i don't pay attention it's, to. you know about so it's, it's, it's you it's know about it. a firm on reverb right no oh we're gonna make tofer broke oh. all right no so a firm is kind of like having a credit card but you don't have a credit card it just goes to your phone like they just text you and then you pay on their app but they can like break it down into like twelve months. Oh, now they do have kind of a high interest rate. Mm-hmm. But if you pay it off ahead of time, like so, if like you make double payments, you don't have to worry about that. Look there, it's, they they have one as low one. You can get it used as low as one hundred and sixty five dollars. Yep. So let's see. Because like always, uh, you always pay attention over here on the left to see whether it says a firm. I mean, it's it's not a I. I love my Matthews pedal, mm-hmm. but that one is. There's no competition. No, there, I've never seen any anything that quite does what it does. Which yeah. is, but you know, it's a. Uh, as low as fifteen a month. You're trying to make Topher broke, aren't you? Yes, I am. I <laughs> wish you would yeah. stop. <laughs> I, I will say, it's I not have like, four children. You can't use it in every song, right? Because it's like very you. You can tell what pedal it is, mm-hmm. but but it. It adds a lot of cool textures to stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those top top fives. They have the lists are much longer, but 
yeah those, yeah those of course are, of course those are the cool. big ones yeah sweet riffs of the day. oh riff of the day that's right gotta do the riffs should start flipping a coin or something heads or tails uh just heads tails i go first okay all right. So this is uh this is our Christmas episode riff. So this is the Electric Wizard meets Christmas song. So so this is you're getting doom for Christmas. <laughs> the dope throne is real on this. <laughs> oh. Hope you guys hope you guys wanted fuzz for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it slaps, man. Thank you. It's very sludgy. <laughs> that was the idea, uh, dude. Like, that was some I dirt. feel like I feel like our, our good buddy David Wynn would love that one. I He'd be proud of you. Had him in mind when I was doing this. He he would be proud. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have to have him on because we keep referencing him. We're gonna have to have <laughs> really him did. on the show. At some that's point. like the, that's like the bottom. That's the bottom of the coffee pot after it's been left on the burner. Oh uh, yeah. Get that thick, thick sludge. <laughs> oh, I was proud of this one. All right, moving on to Adams. I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> dig that a lot yeah, that, was it, dude. <laughs> that was cool yeah anytime you had those actors and stuff i am i had to it was a little weird make, trying to move it into a minor key because mm-hmm. that what pitch to end it on but oh yeah, yeah. no that that was cool <laughs> yeah anytime like those upper harmonies like that kind of like it's not iron maiden but it's kind of like they're that style of stuff yeah like, i sure. love that love it <sighs> i have to pick you do have to pick you, you, dude i love them both <laughs> I, I would concede um, a tie this week. I think we have to. I think we have. You guys did both. Just so I think. I think for next year, mm-hmm. we should. We should. Uh, we should put out a like 
call uh, for these. We're, no, I think we should record an album. Ooh. Oh my god! We're, yes, we're get, Actually, we're getting brutal for Christmas. <laughs> I retract my time. I'm gonna give it to you. That's fair. I'll, you know what? It was an original riff. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, sorta. Well, I mean, was... I I just moved it into a minor key. Cause that was oh, shit. What's the name of it? Um... <laughs> this this little it? it was a little drummer boy. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's just it's cause it, it I I moved to minor, so like the the end of the mel the end of each of those melodies, it was really like if I ended on the, like the 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 note it would be it was just weird. So yeah. I just. I was thinking it was good. Good King Winslow is what I was thinking it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was original enough that I couldn't quite pick it out. <laughs> I could pick yours out, which nothing wrong with uh, yeah, it. It's no, fine. No. It's it's I'll fine. That's what, this one. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. That like. Yeah. If, if I'm gonna lose the one, that was a damn good one to really get good. to lose oh, to. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we'll do the other ones that, later. That was that was a um, boss metal zone. Was it really? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm always, uh, I'm just always on, happy just to, on the just on the grindy like part. My, mine was a logic <laughs> was a logic preset. It was a uh, fuzz and vibe. Is what it was. Yeah, I think the modulation on mine was actually plug in, but everything else was yeah. pedals. I I usually forget about these <laughs> until last minute, so I never set up the pedal board. <laughs> yeah, which I should, but like you do. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, well, then let's move on. Uh, we'll jump into our topic. We're going to be interviewing Mike Connolly on uh, talking about some holiday shows and running open mics. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we're here with Mike Connolly. He organizes and does the C2G Christmas each year, which uh, has just happened. Yeah, and it was a great show. It was a great show. Come on. <laughs> it's <was> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we get, we're gonna we're gonna ask him some questions about it. Fire away, man! Fire uh, away! I'm ready. So uh, so Mike, uh, tell us how did you uh, how did you get started doing this Christmas show? Uh, well, I guess I could I'd go way back as far as I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this a little differently. How did I get started doing Christmas? Period was ninety two point point three the Fort. Okay, you remember that radio station? Mm-hmm. Elvis and Hammer was on that, and they were doing this home for the holidays promotion where basically local bands came up with Christmas music, submitted it to the station and they'd review it and maybe you'd get a little airplay. Well, we did a version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is it's a completely different song because it's more I'm like I can't I can't do a sad bastard version for a classic rock station. I got to right. do a, a rock song. So right. we totally changed the song. It got a tremendous amount of airplay. The following year they did the same thing and then we recorded Little Drummer Boy. So then I'm looking at my guys that I recorded this with. I'm like, you know what? We're two songs into a Christmas album. Let's do a Christmas album. So then you do a Christmas album. And then what happens then is you're kind of like the person that you're the Christmas. I'm like the Christmas guy all of a sudden or Christmas girl. And um, people ask you to do Christmas stuff. We do a Christmas show at Mad Anthony's uh, Brewery. We do a C to G show and uh, Christmas on the farm. So all of a sudden, you know, if you have a Christmas album, Christmas material, they ask you to do that. So that's how, in a roundabout way, I guess, okay. the uh, C to G Christmas show came about. So I started doing a few Christmas things, and then you became you became Mr. Yeah, Christmas. All of a sudden, I started Wayne. wearing a Christmas hat, and everybody. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like hat, I feel yeah. like I should give this to you. <laughs> you wear it well. Uh, thank you. You do. You do. 
so uh, I guess that, that sort of answers the so, second question. But how long how long have you been doing the the show at, at C to G? You know, I never. I always ask Mark, which one is this one, Mark? I don't know. It's probably seven or eight. I'd say maybe eight. So it's pushing ten years because wow. the Christmas album's eleven years old now, mm-hmm. and um, so it was shortly after that that we started doing the Christmas show. Okay, right on. Is a uh, Mark at C to G? Where is he? Would, yeah, Pastor Mark. Mark. Yeah, Mark okay. Minnick. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Are there? Uh, do you have any challenges as far as like putting these things together each time, or is it it's similar the, to doing other? It's things? the diva musicians that you have to deal with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. hi guys. <laughs> We no. all we all know one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, honestly, it, knock on wood, it always goes really pretty smooth. Uh, the sound guy is a true professional, and we do a sound check during the day. So every band he has dialed in, ready to go. So we don't have this. That's what really kind of kills a show is the in between acts that just take forever to get this set up, and he's he's go 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 go. And uh, so so knock on wood, uh, so far so good. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That that makes that always makes the holidays a little nicer. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you is there do you start early on like in the year coordinating the stuff? Is it like are you are you doing Christmas in July or is it? Uh... Dude, we're musicians. We all wait till the last minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, we get on it a little bit early. Some years we've we've gotten on it a lot sooner than others. Uh, truth be told, but all in all, it seems to work out. Um, so, uh, what is personally, do you have like a favorite Christmas song to perform? I, I don't know. There, there are, I love Christmas time is here, which is the Charlie Brown song. I really love singing that mm-hmm. a lot. It, um, I love, I love little drummer boy. I felt like our, my Christmas album, our Christmas album, I felt like we nailed that song. You know, like when you record a song or you play a song out and you think to yourself, we just nailed that. There are times when you think. We really sucked. But there are times, you know, you're like, all right, that was a pretty special one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a one in a thousand to have that feeling. And I felt like Little Drummer Boy, we really nailed that one. Um, the, the other, this is a debatable Christmas song, um, but we put My Favorite Things, you know, Raindrops, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's kind of like Die Hard, is it a Christmas movie yeah. or not? I love the song. It, that, that might be like my all-time favorite song my favorite things so i thought about getting a tattoo with like a line of sheet music with dun, 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 wrapping around my arm i think i'm gonna do that cool. <laughs> i think i'm gonna do that I, so I, I that's probably my it. all-time favorite song is my favorite things mm-hmm. I was john coltrane whatever i hear that one oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what's great about christmas music though it's timeless yes. some of them timeless like ugh. You know, and maybe not the best way because you're so sick of it. Mm-hmm. But other ones, you're like, you know, that's been around for decades and decades for a reason, and that reason is it's a great song. Well, since he since he mentioned it, what's uh, do you have any that you absolutely just like hate to hear nowadays? Uh, <laughs> um, I I, God, I hate to say this, but what's the McCartney one that? Oh yeah, uh, um, having a, having simply a, having, a, having yeah. a wonderful cr- that yeah. one I cringe. I cringe, and I love the Beatles, mm-hmm. but that one is probably the most cringe. Uh, that one gets me. That's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard that from a few people. <laughs> yeah. Is that Wings era? Yeah, that was the Wings era. Yeah, that was the Wings era. So, okay, yeah. So, uh, since uh, we got you here, uh, I, I know you you've been hosting the open mic at Mad Anthony's for. It feels like it feels like 
eternity. About 150 yeah. years now, mm-hmm. ballpark. I, I mean, I remember coming to open mic and playing before I had did. facial before he had facial hair. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know if I could shave yet. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have been able to. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time. It's shocking they haven't fired me yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so, no, it's awesome. Uh, for real, was it Munchies back then still? or was it? Yeah, I've been hosting yeah. it. All, honest to God, I've been hosting that thing for close to 20 years. Okay. Nice. Isn't that insane? That is pretty awesome. Every Thursday I'm there. But you know what's cool about open mic? Like right here. You know, I, I met you at open mic night in yep. Topher. Well, I met you in your living room today, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, kind of like open but mic. So many, it's a melting pot. And it's I've seen so many, like Will Certain. And a lot of different people, the Brown Bottle Band back in the day, all these acts, you know, you guys, Topher, I feel yeah. like you guys, that's kind of was kind of a launching pad you know, for a lot of, including me, you know. And um, I mean, that's how I started playing out was I hit all the open mics, the to- old Toasting Champ. Yeah, so you were around yeah. for that. That was that was one of my favorite places. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of my open mic, Toasting Jam, though. It was, that's the... It's hard to be at an old an oh, old house, you know. Yeah, especially yeah. old haunted house. I heard that house is haunted too. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want to go back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that room, it was. A, they never mic'd the guitar. It was because the room was so perfect acoustically. Oh. And um, the reason why it was so perfect acoustically is because it had um, it was octagon shaped. The corners instead of being oh, square were. Yeah. So it was just the perfect room. It was wood, and it just had a, a vibe to it and. Um, so once again, you go back to like the Dwayne Ebies and all these great human beings that you meet uh, at these mm-hmm. places. And uh, I think it, op- open mics in general are um, so critical to like a close knit musical community. I For think sure. that's my my yeah. my opinion. Gives so. people a stepping stone. Like a, it's like when you feel comfortable. Like even if you don't play a lot, you get a few songs yeah. together. And, yeah. And, we uh we've kind of been talking about like on our earlier stuff like a lot of the sections like we've discussed are how to how musicians go from like make the next step and what yeah. they do and like our whole first episode was basically the importance of like open mic nights yeah like like it's it's a big big deal so. yeah because you learn a lot of things um like even just mic technique mm-hmm. I mean if you're gonna if you gotta you, you gotta dial that mic in a certain way if you're gonna yell you gotta back off. If you're going to do falsetto, you got to get on the mic. So you got to be real careful about even just mic technique, mm-hmm. you know. So um, you can learn a lot of those little subtleties at open mic night. Um, I learned that early on I definitely was not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to keep, but you just keep doing it and you encourage people. And you almost, I almost feel like the dad that's watching his kid grow and Aww. excel. And yeah. you know what I mean? These, these people that come out. So, but, uh, Anyway, so yeah, I appreciate you asking about open mic night. That's it's a pretty special thing for sure. Um, Do you have any like as far as doing open mic for so many years? Do you have any like like really interesting stories like a like a night just where you're like, (laughs) wow, this is weird. Oh my god, where do I start? (laughs) I had yeah. Can I talk about? Can I? Whatever do they cuss? Like. Yeah, well, well, uh, it's really weird, man. Well, one of them, this this guy came out with this uh, puppet or whatever. You know, he's like, a, yeah, <laughs> you know, and he was talking, you know, talking, and and the crowd was just not digging it at all. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he, you could tell he's getting really pissed, you know, because nobody's enjoying the act at all. You know, is it was it a ventriloquist? Where they're ta- is that what is that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
So he's up there with this, and, and finally it got to the point where he's like, well, maybe I should just wait out in the parking lot under somebody else's car and jump them when they come. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wow, wow, man, wow. kind of blew me away. And... Um, so that was really uncomfortable. I had some comedian. I had some comedians that came would come up from Muncie actually, and they were assholes actually. You know, they were jerks. And I try to be. You know, I still tr- treat everybody really good. But the one guy got up there, and it was the same deal where he bombed. And of course, I grabbed after I'm done. I was I grabbed the microphone. You know, when he's done and he's walking off, and I just so I go, hey, just to let let everybody know. He was a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) So they never came back. (laughs) They never came back. Right? Yeah. I remember a guy that used to have for a while that was. um, You would give him a word. A word. Give me a word. Yeah. Oh my. And then he'd rap, and that was. That was one of those where it was. That was also a little uncomfortable at times. So I always made sure to stay on the stage. Yeah. So I could interject with him. I remember you. You kind of playing with him for a while. I did. I thought. I felt like that would ease some of the tension in the audience. So that's that's the reason why I did that was just to kind of you know mess with him in a non-threatening way. You know. But you kind of learn those things over the years. So um, yeah, the other one was this William dude. This is like right when I first started doing open mic night. And keep in mind, we're, this is Munchies, and there's families there. And, and I don't know if you remember, this is an older skit. Remember Pat on Saturday Night Live? Mm-hmm. Pat, the character, you couldn't tell whether Pat was a man or a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of a quirky. He looked like Pat, you know, and he's up there, and he's a spoken word guy. And he's like, and as he approached the computer monitor... He looks over at the anal lubrication. And I'm like, oh. I, I, go, I, go, I go, William, we're done. We're done. Wow. You might have, they might edit that part. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm like, I am, that was one of the few times I jumped up on stage and I said, we're done. I think that phrase should just be the trailer for yeah, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> now, and then, of course, afterwards, you know, he's sitting there and I go talk to him and said, hey, you know, this is a family a restaurant. Family You're doing place, a good man. job, but you got to, the content is, you know, and I think he did come back one other time and it was a little less, you know, yeah. horrific. <laughs> did it, did it seem like it clicked to him though? That like, oh. <sighs> Wow, I just was like, oh my God. And like I said, I was pretty green at hosting up. I'm like, this is what it's going to, this is what we're going to have here. So maybe, um, maybe that's why you're the host for so many years, because oh you can handle gosh. these situations. Well, it's it's incredibly entertaining. And, and, and I've even said to the point where it's therapeutic. And I think people mm-hmm. who go out and hang out and play a little, it is therapeutic. Um, so even some of the acts that might not be the most polished, they're pouring their heart and soul out there for you. And that's a beautiful thing, you know? So anyway, so there's, I hope I didn't get too winded there on the, some of the more interesting story. It was everything I hoped for and more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why, that's uh, why people tune in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so uh, what's your favorite type of Christmas cookie? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I I don't know. That's a tough one. I kind of like the traditional ones. One of the ones that are like the, the vanilla ones with like, like the, the frosting cutouts? on them. Yeah, the cutout ones. Yeah. I like those as well as anything. I think the the most critical thing for me is you have to either have a cup of coffee or for sure a glass of milk. 
Okay. Whatever cookie it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. probably the key ingredient to eating anything sweet is milk. Yeah. In my book. Yeah. yeah. So, but probably to answer the question of the more tradition, is that like, perfect. would that be like a sugar cookie kind of thing? I think, I think it's a type of sugar cookie. Yeah, yeah. with a cutout. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Old school. I was waiting for you to go, yeah, we celebrate Hanukkah at my house. We don't do anything. <laughs> I just eat meat. I don't eat cookies. Yeah. <laughs> with, your, with your coffee. With my coffee. I just take steak and yeah. you know, dip a cookie cutter with a... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not having cookies this year, honey. These are called hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I know the frosting's a little awkward, but <laughs> it's a nice gingerbread flavor. Yeah, cut out hamburgers. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. Uh, is there anything else like you want to um, specifically about the uh, the the Christmas show? Um, anything else like you want people to know going forward? I'm, I'm guessing you're planning on doing it next year. I would yeah, I'll probably do it every year. And the other thing about like Christmas music, sometimes people, once again, they'll maybe cringe because it's been over commercialized. Mm -hmm. But as performers, we play 12 months out of the year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, let's face it, we play a lot of that same material. And, and, and it's a fine line because as a performer, you're like, maybe sometimes you get a little bored of that same song. But there's an anticipation from the audience where they're like, well, I want to hear that song, even though right. you're mm -hmm. bored with it. So, But you want to keep things fresh. And a really good way to keep things fresh is, hey, once December gets here, you can learn 10 or 15 or whatever Christmas songs and that kind of um, spices your act up a little bit. And, you know, you don't mm -hmm. want to play a whole night necessarily as far as, except for at the C to G Christmas show. Then you do. Because people <laughs> yeah. expect all Christmas. But that's I'm true. saying, if, you know, yep. O'Sullivan's, you got to kind of mix it up. Yeah. yeah. And um, so why not throw in a few fun Christmas songs? Mm -hmm. And uh, they're pretty easy to learn. Um, it's funny, though, because they're, if you have to, play an hour set with the Christmas music, that's probably, what, 57 Christmas songs? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're so, so short. short. They yeah, go quick. Some duplicates so somewhere, probably. Yeah, what's that? There's probably... Do you guys see, like, where, like, bands uh, will do... Like, every band does the same song at some point? Does that happen no, quite a bit? Really? No, no. No, actually, okay. you know, Topher, for the C2G show, sent me a Christmas list. I, there's no duplication. Wow. None. But even if there is, if you're doing a show, mm -hmm. like, in, with our show, I one of the acts is a jazz act. Oh, yeah. One of the acts is a, is an acoustic duo. Mm -hmm. um, Rich Lysak and Jeff McCray yeah. are doing that. And um, uh, so... And then one act's a jazz act. So they're all completely different genres of music. Nice. So even if you do the same song, they're going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So so that's why I'm kind of careful about, you know, who we have. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Huh. A little something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's a good opportunity to spice things up and throw in a couple you know goofy christmas songs for have your you, audience have you had any real weird weird genres in there like uh, i i don't like you know thrash metal christmas type of stuff <laughs> we've had so many different acts over the years i mean we've had like um unlike the alibi they've played you know okay, those guys yeah, nice. and, and the freak brothers mm -hmm. and yep. uh we had pop and fresh nice. which those you know everybody loves pop and fresh yeah. and, and, oh, yeah. and uh some people were shocked because, <laughs> you know, the girls are up there and they're just dancing. I was like, this is great. Um, we've had Francie Zuko. You know, Francie's been around forever, a long time jazz singer in Fort Wayne. And um, But we just try to 
really keep it a great variety. One of the acts uh, is Smooth Edge too for this year's show. They love them. They're kind of a, they're just an acapella group. Oh, wow. There's like seven or eight of them, kind of like Straight No Chaser. Yes. yes. And um, uh, yeah, there's Fort Wayne has such a wonderful, wonderfully diverse um, uh, musician pool. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many great bands, and and that go, you can go back to open mic night and go, holy mm-hmm. crap. Mm-hmm. This is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is great stuff. And um, I, I don't know. It's exciting. We're kind of an anomaly, really, yeah, compared yeah. to some of these other big cities because so many people, they'll come in to open mic. They'll be like from Cincinnati or mm-hmm. different parts of the country. And like, mm-hmm. wow, I cannot believe this is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and a lot of, you know, you can think a lot of venues out there that'll support live music i mean we've lost a lot of them Mm -hmm. you know the columbia streets and and different Mm -hmm. places that don't do entertainment but relatively speaking i think fort wayne has a a really good support system as far as venues yeah i mean new ones are popping up constantly yeah every time something goes you know goes out something else comes up to replace it yeah 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 Yeah. and there's a lot of like traditional and non-traditional type venues you know all kinds of places in town that are bars or coffee place or a brewery or yeah. somebody's garage yeah they, somebody's garage yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's a great thing it's a great outlet to have i mean you guys know that you're all musicians mm-hmm. to be able to you can have a rough day or a rough week and you always have your music to turn your music will never turn its back on you it's always there for you and mm-hmm. i feel very blessed not everybody has that in their life so i think we're all pretty blessed to have that yeah, yeah. I think that's a good note to, that's a a perfect, perfect, yeah, (laughs) wrap it up on, yeah. Cool. Uh, Hey everybody, we were just speaking with Mike Conley, and uh, just want to thank him for being here with us today. Thanks guys. Yeah. And have a Merry Christmas, Mike. You too, brother. (laughs) So at the end of this week's episode, we're going to hear some Mike Conley tunes at the end, so I hope you guys enjoy, stick around for that, and uh, thanks for joining us on Woodwire and Watts. Until next time, tune up, crank the volume, and let her rip. And whiskers on kittens Bright copper kettles And warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages Tied up with strings These are a few Of my favorite things Snowflakes that stay on my nose and I 
candles and warm wood. 